whistleblower report exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report from Truth for Health Foundation. This is Dr. Lee for America here with another team of our whistleblowers who are bringing you the truth about the lies, deceptions, and all of the assaults on our way of life, your freedom, and your life. For such a time as this, we are here to bring you truth, hope, and solutions. Check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org, for medical help, legal help, and all of the other resources. Join us in our Faith Over Fear seminars each Tuesday night via Zoom at 8 o'clock Eastern Time every week. And now, here is your host for today. Welcome. I'm Mike Gary, your host for today's Whistleblower Report, and this is going to be a military segment uh, focusing mostly on the southern border. And I'm here with a retired mass sergeant, Jack Donna, uh, who lives down there on the southern border and is going to give us an excellent update on what is currently going on there. And But first, what I want to do is I want to thank all the Truth For Health donators. We thank you for those donations that you've given us that we have put to good use. Uh, we have had many legal recipients that have used that money and put it to good use and aided in the battle against the illegal mandates. And we're continuing that fight going forward. Uh, we'll be looking uh, to helping vaccine injured people, um, not only medically, but hopefully legally as well. So that's what your funds are going towards when you send them to the Truth For Health Foundation. Now, right out of the gate, I just want to put forward that we are not representatives of the Department of Defense, so anything that we say is from uh, free people speaking their First Amendment rights and our own personal opinions. Now, a lot of you know me as uh, the Seaburn officer, Ken Biorad, nuclear weapons expert, with 26 years of military service and 15 years specifically in the uh, hazmat realm with uh, a specialty in chem and bio rad nuclear weapons. So uh, today I have a retired master sergeant, Jack Donna, and he has a long career as well. I think we must have well over 50 years of experience between us. He has an interesting background, which has uh, allowed him to see and be, and be aware of many things. Uh, so he's got a good eye for detail and he's putting that 
to good use down there on the southern border. Uh, Jack, would you uh, give the audience a brief uh, bio of your background, please? Well, hello, Mike. It's great to be with you again. Uh, it's, a, it's an honor and it's a real privilege to, um, to be um, part of this venue that uh, reaches so many people that are concerned about the things that are uh, really, really detrimental to the Republic. So yes, uh, my name is uh, Master Sergeant Jack Donnell, and uh, I spent roughly four decades in the intelligence community. Uh, I was in the Army. I was in an intelligence electronic warfare uh, aviation systems uh, engineer type. Uh, spent uh, quite a few years overseas on uh, multiple deployments, got five deployments uh, in, in the combat zone, uh, contracting work, uh, uh, worked for the NSA for five years. And uh, it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a long ride and uh, I was proud to serve. And, uh, you know, now I'm uh, like a lot of us that are veterans stepping up to serve again. Uh, the situation on the southern border here, uh, I, I live roughly 14 miles from the actual border. I'm about 14 miles from uh, the Nakua the border crossing. And so uh, as, as uh, 2020, 2021 came to a close, I began to see uh, Joe Biden began to reverse all of the processes and procedures and executive orders that uh, President Trump had put into place to keep us safe and to protect us. So I thought, given the close proximity of 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 where we live to the border, it was uh, incumbent upon myself to uh, get some situational awareness, find out who the key players are in the state, uh, establish uh, relationships with them. Uh, trust and positive relationships. And uh, as time has gone by, I've been privy to uh, more and more information and uh, more and more situational awareness of things that uh, uh, do not bode well at all for uh, our republic. So especially as it concerns the border, we're being invaded, uh, Mike. I mean, I think I think everybody can uh, agree with that on this point. Yeah, I, yeah. I, would, I would say between our last report that you and I did together and this one, which is nearly a month and a half, uh, by the way, we're, we're doing this on 16 February of 2024, so about a month and a half ago. I think that's been figured out. I don't think anybody can argue against that anymore, that we are, we are receiving an invasion. So there is no talking points or arguments against that anymore. I think that's the difference that a month and a half has made, uh, especially after the Texas uh, Freedom Convoy and the Freedom Convoys that came down to the southern border and Texas finally making a constitutional stand against a derelict administration. I mean, it's failing in its most basic uh, duties, which is to protect the borders uh, of the United States of America. And that's the most basic of following the Constitution. Uh, so I think that has played out very nicely with an extremely successful, peaceful protest in the Freedom Convoy that we experienced over the last couple weeks. And uh, so right on, I don't think uh, we can... I don't think anybody can 
pitches stand against us anymore. So there's going to be more and more people, I would assume, get involved in their local communities because this border thing is affecting everybody. Every state is being affected by this. And we'll draw that connection later on in the program. But uh, Jack, I can only imagine as you were talking about uh, 2021 and 2022, uh, that time frame, you're sitting there waiting to get involved as a retired veteran. And I know a lot of retired veterans, uh, very similar age, very similar uh, career as you, that were trying to figure out what to do in that time frame. And I think it's pretty amazing that you actually uh, essentially embedded yourself with uh, local law enforcement in a way and got involved. And you actually set a great example for other, you know, patriots to do. Do you want to uh, express that a little more to the audience? Uh, what propelled you and what was your in to getting involved on the southern border? Well, in uh, in actuality, it it, um, it it started with a series of, of articles that myself and Colonel Jenkins wrote regarding uh, the IGAs, and that's a whole different matter. But um, uh, I. I just was I just stayed vocal. I refused to stay silent and I just kept sending emails. I I, I obtained and, and this is something that your listening audience uh, should should take note of. Uh, find out the email addresses of your city council, your, the, the members of your county supervisors or commissioners, your state commissioners, your legislature, uh, your sheriff's department, your county attorneys, Find out those emails, the emails of those elected officials, and just keep hitting them, keep hitting them and blasting, and do, which is what I did. And eventually, I received a call from uh, Sheriff Mark Daniels of Cochise County, and he said, "Jack, I'd like to come over and talk to you." And I said, "Okay." So he came over, and uh, he brought over some correspondence from the county attorney, and he's, you know, basically was, uh, you know, it was a fig leaf. And that was the, that was the start of it. So, you know, to your listening audience, if you're looking to make a difference, if you want to make a difference, you know, be polite, be forceful, be articulate. And when you write to these people, not only just identify the problem, but bring forward a solution also. So that is how um, how I, I got involved with with this. And um, and as time went by. Uh, myself uh, and uh, a few other military members uh, and Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers is also part of our think tank. Uh, we, we all got together and we started information sharing, uh, basically looking online at trusted sources. And we began to see, we covered this in the last report that uh, uh, heavy weaponry that, we, that was being used in the Ukraine war was starting to wash up here in the Southern border. So that alarmed me, and I began bringing that to the attention of the local sheriffs, you know, law enforcement, uh, the state legislatures, and um, so that's pretty much how I got got involved. I mean, just just being persistent, being clear, being concise, polite, don't use any profanity, and uh, eventually people will pay attention to you. And I think we saw that play out beautifully uh, with uh, Pete Chambers in Texas and the convoy support that came down through there. 
And one thing that I really admired, and it was reminiscent of <laughs> the way we ran convoys in Iraq or Afghanistan, mm -hmm. was that there was checkpoints. But a lot of the military, retired military guys were involved, and this is why it was a success. But they would pick some checkpoints, but they wouldn't always tell the direction they were going to go. So they would kind of shift on the fly. And the reason was uh, because of nefarious actors. And I, another thing in the last couple months, which I'm kind of laughing here a little bit about it, is that the public, the civilians and patriots have all become so aware uh, that the government has played a nefarious role in many things now. And uh, I just think it's awesome that the awareness level has increased so much, especially I think what's mostly done this is the uh, the narrative around January 6th falling apart and all the the fake stories that we've seen because the, the public got partial truths. And now we're seeing with all this new video and uh, analysis around the fake pipe bomb, fake pipe bomb, not a real pipe bomb. Uh, the public is starting to see this. So they realize that the government at some level was in on this, these nefarious acts. So as that convoy came down through Texas, it was just awesome to see uh, local law enforcement actually being the good guys working hand in hand with the people that organized and ran that. And I'm just going to give uh, Pete Chambers credit for that. But I know there was many others there. They actually showed us in real time uh, a success in being polite, like you said, Jack, being polite, uh, sending emails, networking, and uh, just giving common courtesies again it's almost like uh, law enforcement was restored with the Patriots as that convoy came back down through. So that's why it's so important to do what you said, to reach out to your local authorities. They aren't all bad. They aren't all like what we saw in Washington, D.C. Right. That's yeah, right. That's most, exactly most right. of them are really good and want to do the right thing, and they want to be involved. So if we can... Uh, uh, build that bridge again that's awesome and i think that's what we watched there so um i would say great success and so here's there's a comparison story the convoy and then obviously what you guys or what you're doing in arizona is very similar so we would highly um you know push the populace or the listeners out there to do likewise do the example that jack just shared with you now, Jack, now that we've had some successes and the awareness level is up there, would you give the audience, the listeners, an update what's going on in Arizona, especially after Texas has pretty much clamped down on certain spots of their border? We're getting hammered. Just, just, just plain and simple. We're getting hammered. We're getting hammered like you wouldn't believe. And, and, um, Fortune, the only county right now in Arizona, it's a border county, that is basically the, the streams are going around it, is Cochise County. Now I need, and now I need to explain uh, the reason why that is. The reason why that's happening is because uh, one of the biggest multi-millionaire uh, 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 
financiers in the country lives in Cochise County, the son of Warren Buffett. And Mr. Buffett has made it a point to uh, team up with law enforcement. And he has he has poured uh, donated uh, millions of dollars into um, Sheriff uh, Daniels's uh, operations here uh, to help with uh, with the border. Uh, they, that includes, you know, buying them a new helicopter, a hangar, uh, all of the staff that's required to staff that up, new brand new radios, uh, really, really high speed Motorola radios for all of his deputies. And uh, I don't know if we covered this in the last briefing, but um, Daniels also launched what was called Operation Safe Streets 2. Did we speak about that the last time? I don't remember talking about that. That's so probably- Operation so Operation Safe Streets 2 was started by Sheriff Daniels through his fusion, his fusion cell. And I, I was very graciously given an invite to the um the announcement, the private announcement for that with, with law enforcement. Let me explain what that is to, to your listening audience. There is a uh program within the Western Sheriff's Association that basically states that if one county uh, sounds what's called, and you military, military people out there will know what this means, broken arrow, then all other counties that are within the Western uh, states uh, or, or within that state itself will send all available deputies to that county and surge. Now, how has that affected my county, Cochise County? Uh, the assets that Mr. Buffett has provided uh, along with uh, the, his gener- generous donations to to the county and the fusion center, uh, Sheriff Daniels was able to implement implement Operation Safe Streets Two, and we now have an a border interdiction team in our sheriff's department that has gone from three to thirty five deputies. That's all they do, and they are coming from uh, Yavapai County, Mojave County. They're coming from from the other counties that are north of Arizona. Uh, it was. It's my understanding that this has also been implemented in Yuma County, but Yuma County has Yuma County, Arizona, uh, has a unique uh, problem because they are right on the border with California, which they basically thrown their borders completely open for the most part. So Sheriff Leon Wilmot, uh, who himself is a Marine Corps veteran, is battling mightily uh, to to stem the flow in Yuma County. So it's going around, it's going around Yuma County, it's going around Cochise County, the, these floods of, of, of immigrants. But you have two sheriffs in the state who were, um, re- they were removed, they were ejected from the Western Sheriff's Association and the Arizona Sheriff's Association. That would be Santa Cruz County Sheriff, uh, uh, Gosh, I can't think of his name right now. But the the the, the main one is uh, the Pima County Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Nanos, and he was also ejected from the uh, uh, from the Western Sheriffs Association. So these two sheriffs, the sheriff of Santa Cruz County, and the sheriff of Pima County, basically have openly stated there's no problem, and the flow is just coming across. Uh, Pima County, the you know uh, Oregon Pipe National Forest area, which is you know border on borders around reservation area, uh, and um, so they're flowing in 
and they are uh, primarily going to Tucson. They're being housed in Tucson and also in Phoenix. And um, we're getting hammered. And they're not staying here. And this is what your this is what your people need. Your listeners need to understand. They're not staying here in Tucson, and they're not staying here in Phoenix because there's there's no there's no support mechanism. There's no um, there's no uh, uh, there's very little agricultural. A lot of them don't even want to do the agriculture. They are moving north into your states. Yeah, me, right. Me, Most likely are, the blue states with welfare. Yeah. Yes, they are. They're they're moving there, and they are also they're also con they're concentrating in the blue cities also, but. Um, you know, people need need to understand that uh, we are being invaded, and you're already beginning to see. And this is very key. What I'm about to say, you're already beginning to see the Democrats messaging, uh, not even covertly. It's not overtly that they want these people to vote. They want these people to serve in the military. I mean, uh, uh, what uh, there was a senator that recently proposed that. I think it was. Uh, uh, Dick Durbin, I believe that that proposed that. It might have been. I can't remember. I'd have to yeah. look. Yeah, basically, yes, you're correct. Yeah, yeah. it's Durbin. So you know, I mean, so people need to understand this. You know, if if the the Democrats, if the Democrats pull off what they did in 2020, okay, and they and we don't we don't our, we the people do not start messaging our supervisors, our commissioners, our legislatures. To, to lean on these election officials to clean these voter rolls, all of these illegals are going to vote in the 2024 election, and it's going to sway the election. And we're going to be in an even, we won't be able to recover. I don't think we'll be able to recover. Yeah, and to add to that, uh, the recruiting woes that the military is going through, it's quickly escalating to probably the worst period ever the military's ever going to experience. I think it's way worse than they're probably letting on uh, because uh, the military has essentially become a profession of liars. And uh, a lot of their, they're not admitting uh, like all the double counting. Oh, it sounds like the election. It sounds like we're talking about the election, but it's, it's really this bad. I uh, observed one colonel that was retired 10 plus years ago on the main books being counted, but he was also being counted down in Georgia too on the National Guard books. And he'd been retired for 10 plus years. And it was a, a good supply sergeant that had discovered this. And he wasn't the only one on the books in Maine being counted that way. So there's a, just one example of how I believe the numbers that are tragic and are very bad are probably way worse um so they are, just, they are. and and and, and, pe and pe this again let me reiterate this is going to this is going to absolutely devastate the hispanic and the black communities first they they are going to really get hammered hard you know i mean and and because all of these people are going to start using up all of the resources that you would normally see in these poor neighborhoods and i'm talking about like south tucson i'm talking about South Phoenix, West Phoenix. I mean, these people are going to get absolutely crushed because all the services are going to be used used up, and they and they are not staying here. They're moving north. As they move north, they get replaced. It's a it's a continuous stream being run by the uh, 
the NGOs ultimate, ultimately being funded by uh, the UN and the World Economic Forum, their intent, Major, is to bring down the United States government as we know it. I mean, they, they are, they are hell-bent on doing it. I mean, and, 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 and I just let me just say this one last thing. Um, the indicator that I knew that we were in deep trouble was at every midterms, the Democrats always course correct. They always do. They go crazy from like, from, they went crazy from 2020 to 2022. So then I said, okay, it's a midterm collection uh, election. They're going to course correct. They're going to move to back to the center like they normally do. And they didn't. They put their foot to the gas pedal in 2022, stole another election. You know, so people need to wake up. Yeah. And I think we've uh, we're in the year. I call it the year of decision because uh, there's, there's no way getting out of this. Both sides are pinned against each other. It's a death yes. struggle or a death struggle. Uh, sure. And it, I guess. The, the hard time is November of 2024, the election day. I think it's the 5th. But whether, and I think, uh, I'm going to say it, whether we have an election or not, and uh, people don't look at me cross-eyed anymore when I say things like that. I think everybody's kind of realizing that, oh my goodness, there's so much chaos and so much uh, upheaval going on in all the systems, you know, whether it's the school system, political system, sports system, you know, all these things that we have are in upheaval. You, I mean, you can't even go to the bathroom without running into a political uh, problem, right? Uh, all by design. All by design. All by design. And that's where we're at in our yeah. country. And uh, I think the awareness, we're on this escalated awareness factor people are waking up daily by the you know who knows the droves i'll say it's hard to quantify it but yep. it is definitely getting easier to speak in truth uh this year so this is why i'm kind of excited about this year uh, is you can actually have intelligent conversations now and you're not dismissed as a conspiracy theorist anymore because uh this is in your face. It's really happening and it's in everybody's face now. So this is why I'm kind of excited. We're finally in the year it's go time and we got to do something about it. That's why this report is such a good one and an uplifting one. And uh, before we go to the break, I just want to say, um, go to our website, check out our COVID uh, treatment guides or our COVID vaccine injury treatment guides. Uh, lately, the Truth for Health Foundation has been making many calls to vaccine-damaged people. These stories are incredibly tragic. Uh, these are American people that have lost their livelihoods. If they're still alive, they have lost everything uh, to their use of their physical body, their jobs, and some of them are barely hanging on uh, financially. So we are looking to aid and help these people. And uh, and also provide a legal support system for them if they are willing. Okay, when we come back after the break, we're going to discuss some of the NGOs and some of the other actors that are supporting this intrusion to our country. We'll be back after the break. Check out the new Truth for Health store at truthforhealthstore.com. We have exclusive professional formulas with 
exciting new products, including True Mitochondrial Boost that can help improve your energy, memory, focus, and concentration. All of our products are manufactured in certified compliant facility using good manufacturing practices approved and inspected by the FDA. Check us out, www.truthforhealthstore.com. Welcome back to the second half of the show. This I am Mike Gary, your host, and this is a military whistleblower segment concentrating on the southern border. And I have retired Master Sergeant Jack Donna here with me, and he's given us a very current ground level truth about what is going on on the southern border. Now, before we went to break, I was discussing or mentioning the fact that we were going to talk about some of the uh, non-government organizations and other actors that are aiding in uh, the invaders coming across the border and are harboring them, giving them safe havens so they can move on to their final destinations, which are most likely uh, blue states and blue cities. Now, I have uh, in my hands here, Jack, um, a Gateway Pundit article. Uh, it's called Ben Burgum, Unbelievable Footage of Illegal Alien Camp on U.S. Soil in Aravica, Arizona. It's written by Jordan Conradson. And it was talking about um, No More Deaths is a nonprofit and ministry of the Unitarian Universalist Church of Tucson, according to Ben Burkham. These organizations are funded in part by Pima County, the second largest county in Arizona. Another organization back in this effort is St. Mark's Presbyterian Church in Tucson, Arizona, whose ex-page biography reads a joyous community that excuse me i gotta flip the page and i lost the words and then there's one in saint mark's presbyterian church is where stephanie stahl hamilton the same leftist crank who was caught red-handed stealing bibles from the arizona house members only lounge and hiding them from lawmakers reportedly worships and has served as an ordained minister and a parish associate. In June of 2023, Berkham first reported on the encampment run by No More Deaths in Aravica, Arizona. In the clip below, Berkham spoke to an illegal immigrant at the campground who covered his face and confirmed there were maybe 30 illegals housed there. So anyway, that's a quick uh, rundown of some of the organizations directly involved in Tucson, Arizona, which is kind of like uh, one of the first checkpoints once crossing of the border. Do you want to give a little more detail on that, Jack? Well, a big part of this problem is 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 Pima County. Now, Santa Cruz County is is you know they're just they're just going along along with the ride, but a, a lot of this problem that's going on in, in Arizona is Pima County. For example. Um, I was provided some information and it's solid information. And uh, uh, let me just say that, uh, make this statement. Pima County is now paying for the busing of all illegals 
out of Cochise County into Pima County. Now, I want your listeners to think about that. Just, just think about that. Okay, my county is ruby red. I mean, it is. It is It is solid ruby red. Okay. The DEMA funds, all right, which is the federal fund, the DEMA funds became exhausted. And that's what was used. That was what was being used to pay to have these illegals bust out of Cochise County and presumably other counties into, into Pima County, to Tucson. So when those funds exhausted, the Pima County stepped forward and said, we will pay to have these people, these illegal aliens bust out of your counties and dumped here into our city. Now, just think, just think about that. I mean, that just that just just boggles boggles my mind. You know, it's just unbelievable. And I see the buses, you know, running. They, you know, they're running constantly. You know, they're constantly bus busing them out of here. But how is that the proper use of taxpayer dollars? I mean, it, that it's just incredible. And it just goes to uh, speak what you're what you're talking about. It's not just the NGOs. The federal government is actually is coordinating with these NGOs. Now, we've been seeing this stuff, uh, you know, the reporting by, by Ben Burkwam. And I know Jordan Conradson. He's a friend of mine. Uh, spoken with him you know, quite a bit about stuff on, on about this situation itself. But it's not just, um, you know, what is it? Casa de Elitis that's been... Let, let me let me let me give you a list of these organizations. You've got the Phoenix-based International Rescue Committee (IRC), helping with all my heart, Monte Vista Cultural Church, the Tongan United Methodists, and you also have shelters in New Mexico and a shelter in Douglas that are doing providing this. You know, so it's not it's not just you know, it's not just, uh, you know, isolated to one church. This is a network. And the way the way you trace it is to follow the money. Unfortunately, a lot of this money is being channeled via non-governmental organizations. Yeah. So. And, uh, the churches are playing a key role, at least in this part of Arizona, at harboring them. And uh, giving them uh, at least a night and some warm, you know, some blank, some warmth and some meals. Mm -hmm. And then obviously you've got terrorists. And then I'm seeing part of this report, MS-13 gangbangers passing through these areas, too. Mm -hmm. So this is what's happening. And then obviously with that comes, uh, you know, trafficking, children, child sex slave trade stuff. Okay. Uh, so this is what these churches are condoning. Uh, I have to spend a minute on the churches because it's a sad state of affairs to watch so-called Christians participate in this illegal activity. And then they're actually condoning violence uh, to our nation by doing this uh, in trying to hide it under this uh, this uh, compassion thing, which is totally not. These people are going to come here, use up our resources, and then what? This country is going to collapse under the weight of this thing. That's why they must be turned away. Uh, there's no other place uh, on the face of the planet that I can think of, except maybe other Western nations, that you can just cross the border into the other country and then get everything uh, free, a total free ride. Uh, this doesn't make any sense. I don't go to another country and expect to get things. 
uh, without having to pay my fair way. It's just crazy what's going on here. It's like it's a multi-pronged attack. I mean, this 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 this, um, this invasion is, and I see when I say the, the word multi-pronged attack, it's not just a physical invasion, but it's also a psychological operation on the very foundation of what we know to be as Americans. They are basically dissolving the the sovereignty of the United States and the the always uh, uh, precious uh, uh, moniker that we all kept as we are American citizens. You know, they're they're basically dissolving that that and and when you see all of this happening on TV uh, and you see these hordes of people coming across, coming across, coming across. There's a there's a factor to this, and I'm speaking to to everybody out here. Do not be demoralized. That's what they want. They want you to be demoralized. They want you to be sad. They want you to feel. They want you actually to feel like my country is collapsing. My no, they want you to think that. Okay, we've been through world wars. We've been through a civil war. We've fought a revolutionary war. We will get through this. But what it's going to require, it's going to require the general citizenry to get involved. Now, let me dovetail back to our, our previous segment. We're talking about a solution. OK, when you write to these people, a solution. I personally spoke with Sheriff Daniels. I put Sheriff Daniels personally in touch with General Flynn. They spoke. And the messaging that needs to go out is this. Contact your local sheriff and ask them about Sheriff Mark Daniels of Cochise County and his operation Safe Streets 2. Demand your sheriff say, have you contacted Sheriff Mark Daniels of Cochise County? And, and do you do we have something like that in place for our county to protect our sovereignty within the county, within the state? And Sheriff Daniels has assured me he will take calls from all 3,000 sheriffs nationwide to help them because he's got the blueprint, he set it up. And I'm here to tell you, um, aside from the high-speed chases here in Cochise County, we, we get maybe two or three uh, a week, you know, human traffickers. Uh, they're going all, it's, we're, 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 un, we're untouched, but that will only last so long. Eventually it will hit everybody. Well, that's awesome. That's an example that needs to be emulated. And uh, the sheriffs is where it's at. That's kind of like the lowest level. That's where we can we can take back our country. And at the same time, uh, if you're out there trying to figure out what to do, you know, calling people out, for example, calling these organizations out like these churches. Uh, I'm not saying getting physical or I'm not vouching for violence in any way, but simply pointing of the wrong out, the illegality out and what these uh, churches are doing. This is something that you can write an article on, uh, post it on Facebook, Twitter, X, or any other social media. These are things that you can do in your local area to point out the problems. And then uh, once they're pointed out, everybody will know, and then there'll be something that has to be done about it. Because uh, the people that are participating at these locations uh, will be found out. And that's something that needs to happen. They can't operate in the darkness anymore. They have to be known for participating in evil. And again, not vouching for violence, simply uh, vouching for awareness. 
And, uh, you know, when a parent's in the other room, the kids get out of hand. As soon as you poke in, usually the, the shenanigans stop, right? Well, that's what we need to do with awareness level and pointing out the wrongs that are going on in our local areas. And that's why working with our local sheriffs uh, is a great thing, a great relationship to build. And, uh, you know, building that trust back into law enforcement is going to be extremely important, important in this time right now. And I think it's kind of funny that there's some reports out about some sheriffs and deputies in Arizona uh, not following the law, hiding the buses, uh, you know, uh, pushing away reporters uh, that have discovered that these buses are bringing uh, illegals through and these deputies are participating in this. This is outstanding to call them out because uh, they are sworn by oaths to do the right thing. And certainly doing the right thing is not bringing illegals <laughs> by the hordes with buses, with county funds uh, through your AO, area of operation for you civilians out there. So anyway, that's uh, one thing that I wanted to state about that. Jack, is there anything else that you want to uh, express with those thoughts? Well, a lot of this, you know, a lot of people think, you know, well, you know, this is just, you know, Biden and and the Democrats, you know, facilitating uh, a, a new giant uh, voter block. But it's actually not. And, and and this is why this is very important. These people that are coming here, OK, not all of them are terrorists. I bet you a bunch of them are, but not all of them are terrorists. But, but the people that are coming here are largely, for the most part, unmoored uh, or, or have no concept of uh, federalism, of our way of government itself. And so uh, you have a whole new giant block of people that are in here that are totally dependent on one party. Okay? Now, whether you like it or not, that... that that's a that's that's dangerous. That's dangerous level of power. What is the ultimate goal? Well, let me let me let me share this real quick. Okay, what's going on right now in Massachusetts with uh, the 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 governor and legislators saying, you know, hey, people need to open up their doors and let them in to their homes. Let them let them stay there. It, during the Bolshevik Revolution, okay, this is the Bolshevik Revolution. What the Bolsheviks did, the communists, the Marxists, what they did was how they attacked the middle class and the upper middle class to, to eliminate them and to keep them in line was they started forcing what they called the bourgeoisie. The bourgeoisie is basically uh, Russian for the middle class. They started forcing the bourgeoisie to begin housing these Bolsheviks. Now, what was the purpose? The purpose was to spy on them and to use up their resources and to impoverish them. They wanted to level the playing field and they couldn't do it because of the, the bourgeois had so the, the largely the largest amount of wealth that was concentrated in the middle class in, in, uh, in the old uh, Russian empire. And so that's how they destroyed it. That's how they, that's how they eliminated. They basically forced the people to house all of these people. You can read about this in the book, um, We the Living by Anne Rand. She, she basically captured it perfectly in that book. 
And so these people that are coming here, all right, they're going to follow orders. They're going to want to eat. They're going to want a car. They're going to want a cell phone. They're going to want this. And they have a party that's willing to do that. Now, you know that nothing in life is free. And there's going to be a, a, a payment come due. What that payment come due is, is going to be remains to be seen. But I can tell you right now, what I am seeing mirrors uh, um, the Marxist revolution of, uh, of uh, the old Rus uh, Russian empire. Well, that's, that's an excellent segue into what I want to talk about next. Uh, so collapsing the system by forcing people into other people's homes or into whatever is left of apartments or assets, I particularly think uh, blue states and blue cities, is great for what I wanted to mention next. Now, I was at a medical conference uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay, it was the FLCCC conference. And um, I met this Canadian couple there. And the wife was a holistic doctor. So uh, it was really interesting. We were at a banquet in the evening. This is where I met these two. And they were telling me about uh, the lockdowns, the five hardcore lockdowns in Canada. So this was, you know, created interesting conversation for a while, but there was so few people traveling, they were able to actually cross, I think, five times into America during that period because they were the only ones brave enough to travel. They were an unvaccinated family, okay? Uh, and Canada adopted the QR code system to get back in it. So their stories of how they escaped this tyranny and got back and forth across the border was very interesting. Jeez. But what applies to this conversation is that they were warning me. Uh, they were from Toronto, so not too far from Maine, but they were warning me that if you go a few hours north of Toronto, these little rural towns, they were telling me that these rural towns were being displaced population-wise by Asians in other nationalities but particularly Asians was the most concerning one. So they were saying all these rural communities, the populations actually had higher illegals, a lot of them being Asian. Uh, and that's what you would find as they would in the summertime go north to the camps and stuff. And that is something that has happened over the COVID era. Okay, now I live on the Northern border, Maine, and there's been a lot of interesting things uh, go on on the main border where they've had to chase down Romanians that crossed illegally across trails, not roads, you know, uh, trying to get around the gates. So there's been a lot of stuff like that happen up here on this very, very porous border. And Maine has one of the bigger northern border lines because our state juts up into Canada. Uh, so it's very easy uh, for groups of people to move down into uh, the states from Maine and other northern border states. But in Maine, uh, there's an interesting development here that relates to this that Canadian story I just shared. Uh, we have this triad reed, uh, excuse me, triad weed problem going on. These are these Asian groups of people, illegals, that have bought up a lot of properties. And last time we did this show, I said there's like something like 270 different properties that the uh, Department of Homeland Security knows about. 
uh, that these Asians have bought up and they're doing these illegal marijuana grows uh, on them. So with these, you know, they're setting up these massive grow systems, which uh, use a lot of electricity. So we're talking about uh, power, lights, wiring to grow thousands of pot plants. Okay. So yes, marijuana is legal in Maine to a certain extent, but you can't grow. You There's, there's a limit on it. So if you start growing over 500 plants, it's like a class B felony or something. And uh, it's highly illegal. Not to mention you're using uh, thousands of dollars of electricity a month. So we're talking some of these properties are using $6,000 to $10,000 worth of electricity in these old farmhouses, run down old buildings. Uh, so they've got this going on here in Maine. And who is manning those? These illegals that are coming across the southern border or now uh, coming in from the northern border. And what are they doing? They're poisoning us Americans. And in, in Maine, we have a very apathetic population of people, uh, probably because they're so doped up, not just with marijuana, but other things. And we do have a lot of fentanyl problems. Uh, I think New Hampshire was noted one year for being having the most fentanyl deaths per you know, percentage wise. So we have all these plagues uh, that are hammering down on us. Uh, and uh, it's very relevant what's going on the southern border because what's happening here in the north is only because of what's going on down there. Um, so anyway, I just want to draw your attention. The sh local sheriffs up here in Maine have actually been busting these places up. Now that somebody, the Maine Wire, the conservative alternative media here in Maine, has called attention to it over the last uh, two or three months. And now we have the sheriffs actually getting involved in busting these places up. So it's very uh, good to see this. And this is another way people in the North can get involved because I'm sure the illegal marijuana grows are not the only thing that's going on uh, in the rural areas, in other spots across the nation in the North. So that's something to uh, look into. Jack, do you have anything to add to that? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, Maine is, uh, I've been there. It's a very, you know, beautiful state, but it's also kind of spread out. You know, people are spread out across that state. And, um, you know, if I could, I could just comment from a, from a higher, higher level, what we're, we're, we're in a pincer movement, you know, with the Northern border and with the Southern border, it's a pincer movement, but people need to understand their history. History repeats itself. What we are experiencing right now is the same thing that happened to China, and it's called the Opium Wars, okay? What they have done is they have dusted off the old playbook that the British used on, on, on them, okay? And now they're, they're doing it to us, you know? They can, if they can collapse us and bring us down without firing a shot, hey, easiest way to do it, poison our youth, get them addicted, get them sedated, get them to a point where they... they they're just, well, I'm just going to smoke some weed. Ah, let me just do a little hit of fentanyl. Boom, you're dead. You know, I mean, and that is that is what they are doing. This, they're, they're playing a long game. For those people up in Maine, uh, you know, and I also say this down here in, in to this, the Western states down here, uh, and all Americans, it's time for Americans 
to embrace the pioneer spirit. What is the pioneer spirit? The pioneer spirit is that spirit that said, we're going to do this no matter what the cost, and we are going to win. We're, we are going to be successful. And these were these pioneers that crossed in wagon trains and they, they, they endured privation. Well, we don't have to do that today because we have so many modern amenities. But people need to start preparing for, you know, the possibility that things could, could get a lot worse. And that means, like, especially in Maine and here in my county, you know, people are spread out. Get to know your neighbors. Form a neighborhood watch. Find out who your, who your people are. You know, get together. Meet with them. Invite them over to your house. Break bread with them. You know, find out what they're thinking. What, 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 uh, find out what their opinion is. You, you'll be surprised if you just reach out and do something and start doing something. You'll be successful, just like our ancestors were. Well, that's awesome. America, we need to get back to our roots and we need to simply uh, reach out to our neighbors and actually put the Constitution in motion. You know, that's what we need to do. And that was beautifully displayed in the Freedom Convoy uh, that happened down through Texas, Arizona and some other places uh, two, three weeks ago. So look into that. That is success that needs to be emulated. So thanks to our donors. Sign up to give uh, a donation as your donations have helped our nation's finest fight for our rights. You can go to www.truthforhealth.org. That's www.truthforhealth.org. Join our crusade. We are silent no more. Sign up for our email alerts. Check out all our resources that we provide for medical advice to ministry help and constitutional right information. We hope that you've enjoyed this program and we will continue to bring you updates from the border. For right now, this is Jack and Mike signing off. Thank you for joining us today on the Whistleblower Report from Truth for Health Foundation. Check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org. Join our crusade. We are silent no more. We urge you to sign up for our email alerts, donate to support our legal defense work to secure the human and civil rights secured by law, and to live our lives in accordance with the U.S. Constitution and God's truth. We are here to bring you hope and solutions for such a time as this. With all that is assaulting our way of life, join us and stand strong against the lies and deception and speak out. Get loud, get involved. God bless you. And thank you for joining us.